Well, hello, hello, everyone. Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. Tonight, we are in our 21st season of Red Barn Radio, and we welcome you to show number 782. Tall Poppy String Band, our guests this evening are three super talented traditional music players whose songs and sounds draw upon the deep well of American string band music. While some of their old-time sound may be familiar to you, a closer listen will reveal the band's playful curiosity. Their compositions challenge assumed roles of instruments in unique ways. They lock into downbeats from obscure source recordings, and they tinker with pronouns, heaven forbid, in traditional bluegrass songs. Tall poppy string band music uh, definitely shows, as it said, how tradition is still being written. Welcome, Tall Poppy String Band, to Red Barn Radio. to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky, 
Listen online at weku.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. What a fine trio of old-time musicians we have on Red Barn Radio this evening. On Clawhammer Banjo is Cameron DeWitt, based in Portland, Oregon. Camera was called among the finest Clawhammer Banjo players alive by R.D. Eno of Banjo Newsletter. Mark Harris, originally from Australia, is a guitarist now based in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mark's debut album, Old Time Guitar, is a collection of 15 instrumentals showcasing a groundbreaking approach to the guitar, which really helps one rethink its role in old-time music. Fiddler George Jackson, originally from New Zealand, here on Red Barn for the second time, is now based in Nashville, and this past year was awarded Instrumentalist of the Year at the 2022 IBMA Momentum Awards. Welcome back to the Red Barn stage, Tall Poppy String Band. Thank you. 
Our guest this evening is Tall Poppy String Band. I think it makes sense that we begin with the story of how three folks from so far apart would end up together in Nashville, and Cameron, you in Portland, and Mark, you in Fort Collins. I got asked this question earlier today, um, how do you make your band work all being so spread out? And my answer was, uh, with great expense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the truth of it, but... but Topppoppystringband.bandcamp.com <laughs> How did you find each other? Well, we didn't actually all know each other. Uh, Cameron knew Mark and myself individually, and I met Cameron at the Old Time Music uh, Fiddlers Convention in West Virginia, uh, Clifftop, or Appalachian uh. String Band Music Festival, in 2018, I want to say... Uh, oh, 19? It, it must 19. have been 19. 29. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It feels longer ago than that. So I feel like Cameron kind of conceived of this band. I was really oh. excited to, to meet George Jackson because I believe at the time is when the hashtag Dorigo challenge <laughs> was going on. Uh, George wrote this, uh, this tune after this festival in Australia, um, this lovely festival called Dorigo. It went Old, old time viral. Yeah, which, mean, which means like 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dozens of people yeah. posted yeah. their versions of this too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was a really lovely, lovely moment to see so many old time musicians come together to play a new composition and yeah, agree like we are canonizing this right yeah, now. So I was like, you know, really excited to meet George. And I've been uh, smitten with the guitar playing of, of Mark for a really long time because we knew each other in Philadelphia when we both lived there for a little bit. We overlapped. We would meet at the, the Gojo Ethiopian bar on the second story in West Philadelphia. And we would eat um, uh, Ethiopian cheesesteaks mm. and uh, drink pitchers of beer and play, play tunes at the, the eventually weekly all-time jam there.
was working on this solo album during the pandemic because I was jealous of all my friends making pandemic albums. And I was like, I got to do one. And I was working on it and I was like, you know what? I'm really not enjoying the company of making this solo album. And so I, I just sort of sent them both a message, you know, like late at night, like, you up? What do you... <laughs> WYD. <laughs> I just cold called them both and said, like, you, I don't think you two know each other. We should all be in a band. What yeah. do you think? And then, <laughs> and then here we are. <laughs> so each of them had their calculators out trying to sort out yeah, the, the expense of making that a reality. I lived in Australia for 10 years, so I was a little offended that I didn't know who Mark was because uh, I thought I knew everybody in Australia that played <laughs> this kind of music, but um, but I was... I, I, knew, was who, I knew who George was. <laughs> <laughs> the aforementioned Dorigo Charles. <laughs> I was absolutely uh, stoked to meet Mark uh, through Cameron and to become familiar with their uh, playing and the fact that uh, also, you know, like I, I love the fact that uh, both of us are, you know, um, finding our way to old-time music uh though not having been brought up in the in the thick of it and um and and have spent time living in Australia so um yeah so that's really lovely so who came up with the idea for the band name Cameron probably came up with it on behalf of, of you but too. on behalf of yeah. uh, of uh my, myself and Mark I'll just introduce it but I'll let Mark uh, explain it that <laughs> uh, that uh, that um in New Zealand and Australia, there's a phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon called tall poppy syndrome, and that's what our band is named after. It's essentially this, this idea that Australia and New Zealand are not unique in this, but we have a name for it there. The idea is that the people who kind of like do the most or are extra or stand out or draw attention to themselves in, in, in some way, the tall poppies are the first to get cut down Culturally speaking, that is, you know, censored, um, put back in their place, uh-huh. uh, g- gen- conform. S- yeah. s- teased, uh, some, sometimes yeah. gently, sometimes not so gently, yeah. to come back to the fold. Yeah. I think um, this is something that George and I both have, you know, have internalized and we're trying to work against. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this desire not, not, to, uh, not to stand out, not to, you know, seek attention. Yeah. Part of our name is aspirational. Yeah. We want to play old-time music in a way that's consistent with us being, like, divas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, on our, each in our own way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
what is it that you all want to do to old time music? I think it's just like playing it in our own way, but not being afraid to, you know, like old time music um, can be a, a place where, where some of this sort of tall poppy stuff goes on because you don't want to be seen to be standing out uh, particularly doing doing something that's too sort of different or outside the uh, the tradition. You know, you want to be seen as like being the most traditional. Yeah, as something. being like responsible to the tradition. Yeah, and yeah. we're all about sure. that. Which which you know, like <laughs> we're really passionate about the tradition, like really passionate about it. But we also you know want to have the freedom to put our own spin on it and. Um, I and think the, that's part of it. The tradition is a tradition of iconoclasts and people who are putting their own spin on things. And that is the tradition, yeah. you know. And we'll let, you know, time decide if, you know, our music goes on or if we're a source recording for someone else. <laughs> that's none of our yeah. business, you know. Yeah. But all we're doing is, like, doing our part and playing the music that, in the way that we want to do it because that is traditional.
people here, I don't mean in Kentucky, but in this country make spend more time making fun of folks for their accents? It happens everywhere, obviously. It does. Uh, you know, I, I actually said to my wife when we went back to New Zealand for the first time in three years uh, recently to, to see my parents for Christmas <laughs> that it was nice that she was the one with the accent for once. <laughs> you know, the tables had turned and um, it felt nice to make fun of her accent for a change. I think that you have to make a choice at a certain point when you uh, are living in a country where you don't um, sound like everybody. And the choice is repeat yourself or change the way that you speak. I have chosen to repeat myself to try and sort of talk the way that I talk. And when I'm on an airplane and they, they ask what, what I want to drink and I say water, they will invariably ask me a couple more times. And I'm not mad about it. I've made that decision. You know, when I go to Starbucks and they ask me for my name and I say George and they write Josh, J-O-S-H, that's just part of it because I'm trying not to sort of affect the way that I speak to keep a little bit of my identity for myself. <laughs>
face you'll never see no more But there is one promise that's been given We can meet on the distant shore We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. We'll be right back. I bid farewell to my native country, a place where I have loved so well, for I have Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style.
really like to hear you talk about your guitar style. George was talking about it earlier, but I wonder if it might be possible for you to sort of illustrate it. The one that we, we just played has a section at the end that when, while we were recording and working out these, um, these arrangements specifically, we had these sort of charts where we'd write down the arrangements and it would be like, you know, guitar, you know, focus here and blah, 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 you know, like... Um, Banjo and fiddle are sort of, you know, dro dropping out here or, you know, like all, all sorts of sort of little things that we're sort of subtly sort of doing. But then um, there would be just the, the occasion when, uh, when we wanted to like have that one rare moment in our, in our band where the guitar would just play sort of traditional chordal backup and we would just have an all caps, old time. The last couple of times through that tune, we did sort of that more traditional guitar backup uh, with the fiddle playing melody. So let's play that. Some of what I was, a lot of what I was doing in that vein was was very much a sort of the traditional role of the guitar in, in old time music. Doing some bass runs. And yeah, playing playing the chords, doing that boom chuck rhythm. Yeah, right. Playing some playing some uh, linking the chords up with uh, bass runs, and you know I love doing that stuff. When I started learning old time music, though, I didn't have a fiddler or a banjo player to to play with, and so I wanted to play the tunes. And so, obviously, in the world of bluegrass, there's a, there's a sort of strong tradition of flat picking, not only solos, but fiddle tunes as well. And so I was kind of drawing on that, but sort of finding that stylistically I was wanting to sort of add, a, add some, some things to, to make it a little bit more comfortable in an old-time setting. A lot of the stuff you'll hear me do is sort of playing some kind of ringing chords at the same mm. time as I'm, I'm uh, playing the melody. So rather than... Thank you. 
I sort of adapted my right hand technique to make it a little bit more kind of like a, a claw hammer style emphasis, you know, a sort of strong backbeat. Uh, and uh, yeah, I found that for me, I, I really like what that did to the kind of playing melodically on guitar in an old time context. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really a beautiful sound. Thank you. Uh, yeah, love it. This next one was uh, commissioned for our uh, Kickstarter to fund our album, and uh, specifically commissioned for me to write a tune. The main character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so um, I, I had a you know little email conversation with the person. I was like, you know, tell me like a funny, cute story about what you m- might want this. You know, it's going to be an instrumental tune. But, you know, just give me an idea, some inspiration. Like, what do you want this tune to invoke or be about? She 
taught me something really cool, which is uh, the story about how the um, Choctaw Nation, fresh from the Trail of Tears, gave this huge financial gift to the Irish during the what, what I was taught to think of as the, the Great Potato Famine. But what I wasn't taught was that actually there was enough food being grown on that island. It was just all being sent away to absentee British landlords. And that's why the population of Ireland during that time was cut less than half of, of what it has been. You know, And two million people died. And that many more, more than that, uh, left. All because of um, private ownership and greed and um, colonialism. And I think that this story is so beautiful and so powerful and subversive because it's about two indigenous peoples seeing each other and recognizing themselves in each other. Past racial identities in this um, really brave and costly show of solidarity, saying, you know, we belong to each other and, you know, we, um, we're going to uh, have each other's backs. I was like, okay, that's not a cute story. <laughs> that's not like a fun little anecdote. But, uh, and that's also not something that maybe I would feel was my place to write about, but um, I was so honored to be asked to write about that from this person who is both of Choctaw and Irish heritage. Um, she's a registered member of the Choctaw Nation and got to go to, uh, to Ireland to County Cork where the um, statue was uh, erected um, called Kindred Spirits. And uh, that's where the title of this tune comes from. Nine Eagle Feathers in a County Cork Park. Thank you. 
my parents are musicians. When I was growing up, they were traveling a lot. And so when I was about age nine, um, my uh. parents bought a house bus and we all moved into it so that we could kind of be with them while they traveled around the country playing shows. And so eventually my brother and I were just dragged to all of these music shows and we'd be sort of sitting backstage making a nuisance of ourselves. And uh, I think one of the things that kind of kept us occupied was mum and dad would get us up on stage to play a tune or two. Uh And eventually that ended up being uh, the whole show uh, eventually. But that was probably from when I was like, 10 or 11 that I started kind of performing but I actually played the electric bass in my parents band my brother played the drums they were fiddlers but um, I started getting interested in fiddle music myself in my own way when I was a teenager so when I was about 14 so it took me a little while even though I was uh, sort of surrounded by it I was more interested in the red hot chili peppers and um, playing electric bass than I was in fiddle music until I was about uh, 14 and that's when I discovered bluegrass music and, and decided I wanted to sort of put a lot of time and energy into it. Huh. I love the playfulness of the way that you slide up your strings. I feel like you have a lot of fun sort of playing between the notes, which yeah. is a, a neat thing. Yeah, totally. Well, now you're, uh, you're sort of um, triggering my cultural tall poppy syndrome oh, where I uh, now feel an urge to not draw attention to myself further and... Uh, and deflect all of your uh, compliments. I want to talk about how s- special it is playing with George because sometimes, like, stop. The, some, <laughs> I also like torturing George in public. It, sometimes it can be a little easy to like talk about the the narrative of our band in terms of guitar and banjo because there are some more strict expectations on what our instruments are supposed to do. But um, I, I've just never played with anyone who has so much agency. And taste, uh. and and a sincere love for the for the source material, all at the same time, in this perfect balance. And um, it's it's so lovely playing with with you, George. It's oh. Such a treat. This yeah. Is, uh, wow. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> George, is there something you'd like to say to Cameron? <laughs> <laughs>
There's lots of things along the road I surely like to see. I'd like to lean into the wind and tell myself I'm free. But your softest whispers louder than the highways call to me. Close your eyes, I'll be here in the morning. to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com.
Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. Well, there are so many people to thank for our program. First, Tall Poppy String Band, our guest this evening. We are ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen each and every week. We want to thank all of you for listening to our webcast, watching us on social media, and on the Red Barn network of stations in media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Now, before we close out tonight's program, let's bring back Tall Poppy String Band. There are fortunes in a lifetime all the money cannot buy. Like a tiny little snowflake slowly floating from the sky. Oh, there are wonders never ceasing Created by our master's hand Oh, the greatest of all the fortunes Is in God's promised land Oh, the rich man without his money All his silver and all his gold He can't find one breath of life Or a home for his spirit soul For it is body
Southern style, so much, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world.